Welcome back to the Ways to Flourish podcast, where we discuss how to flourish through our challenges and elevate voices across William & Mary's campus. My name is Jenny Helmendaller, and today we are again joined by Becca Galen, a senior at William & Mary. How are you today, Becca? I'm good. How are you, Jenny? Doing pretty well. So today we are here to talk about your work with Vox. So... What do you do with Vox? What is Vox? Um, so I'm the president of Vox, and the whole name of the club is Vox Planned Parenthood Generation Action. So we are an affiliate of Planned Parenthood. And basically, we are an advocacy-based and educational-based club, um, and we center around the principles of reproductive justice, which is basically just defined as the human right to maintain bodily autonomy, have children, not have children, and parent the children we have in safe and sustainable communities. And so we're talking about this today because May is Women's Health Month and Women's Health Week starts after Mother's Day, so May 14th through 20th. So what does Vox do? You said education, advocacy. Mm -hmm. So we have educational presentations where we present on some reproductive justice topics. So this could include healthcare, safe sex. We talk about abortion a lot. Vox, the word is Latin for voices. So it's just about like amplifying the reproductive justice movement on campus and centering voices that would traditionally be left out of the movement and out of like the broader public sphere sometimes. Do you have any like favorite meetings or favorite events that you've done? Yeah, so we do a lot of just like really good educational ones. We did one in the fall semester on indigenous communities and reproductive justice, which was really great. We've done how to go to your first gynecology appointment. Um, we've done really fun meetings like witch hunts. We've done stuff like polyamorous dating and safe sex. We've done like a kink meeting before. We have a lot of fun stuff. Our members are always totally welcome to give meetings. And some of the ones I listed were member led meetings. So like, the exec board of the club always will present, but if someone wants to give a topic, as long as it can fit in the reproductive justice lens, which is massive, they can really present on anything, which is really great. It's a good balance of education on things that are not that fun and sometimes depressing to talk about and also like addressing some topics in a fun way that like allows everyone to participate and have a voice. That sounds really awesome. That variation makes it so that it sounds like a lot of people can come for whatever reason. And so when we're talking about Vox and reproductive justice, why is it necessary to have a club dedicated to reproductive justice? So I think there's a lot of reasons. I think first off, students in college are sort of finding themselves for the first time. And with reproductive justice topics, it may not really be something they're familiar with. A lot of people, you know, are figuring out their sexualities and are figuring out what they want and it's like exploring, you know, their bodies and life. And so having a club that can help students educate themselves about these topics and advocate for themselves is really important and just advocating for like their own bodies and their own rights. And along with this, reproductive justice is obviously very contested right now. And with the overturning of Roe v. Wade with Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization, there are so many restrictions on reproductive justice. So having this club basically just emphasizes to students the importance of these values and makes a safe space for people who would potentially be afraid in like a broader community sense to express their support of reproductive justice. It sort of tells students that they're not alone and that there's a community of people who value the same things. And also like, since we are an organization, we have some power, not a lot, but some in the campus community. So students can always expect for us to like back them up if they need anything. And it's good to know that you have like people in your corner to help you with really important topics. Yeah, no, it's a platform. That's really yeah, totally. awesome. And so does it feel like that there's a pretty good community within the club? 
Definitely. Yeah. I personally like some of my closest friends I made through being a part of Vox. I've been a part of Vox since my freshman year. And there's like sort of a core group of people who have been coming back like year after year. And it's really nice to get to talk with them. And we always do discussions in our presentations. And it's really nice to be able to like make those connections and sort of open up about some personal stuff. So it really just like forges a community that's really supportive and positive. Mm -hmm. And then something else I'd wanted to ask was, like, what other topics or areas does Vox intersect with? Like, I know that you said in the fall you did some work with indigenous communities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, again, reproductive justice is such a broad term, so we can really intersect with so many issues. So we've done stuff on, like, interpersonal domestic violence, healthy relationships, environmental justice, racial justice, local activism. We've even done, like the intersection of reproductive justice and religion and really just so much more. And it is just amazing that this is sort of the platform that we have because it allows us to educate and advocate for so many different things, depending on what's needed or what's wanted by the students. And just in terms of like what's topical in the broader sphere of life, which is really great. Yeah. And so are there any common misconceptions about either Vox as a club or, you know, reproductive health as a whole? Yeah, I think A common misconception for both is that Vox as a club and reproductive justice as like a movement is only about abortion. Mm -hmm. And that is very much not correct. And going back to the definition, which was created by this organization, Sister Song, which is a group of black women who created the reproductive justice movement. It's so much more than just abortion. It's about families who do exist. It's about making sure that we can raise families in safe spaces. It's about bodily autonomy it's that if you want children of course you should be able to have them and if you don't want children of course you shouldn't have to have them and along with vox people sort of think we're like an abortion club and that is a lot of the work we do especially right now because abortion is so contested and political so it makes sense for us to be advocating for that but we really shape what our focus is based on the needs so last year we focused a little bit more on safe sex and healthy sexual practices because that was sort of what was wanted and needed. There's so much work that we do that goes beyond the sphere of abortion and people a lot of times don't realize that or don't understand that. And with reproductive justice also, it's not just about abortion. It's like, it's really just about this fundamental human right to make choices for your own body and be supported in what you want to do with your own life. One of the taglines that's, I think, in the Instagram bio for Vox is that you are a club that is pro-abortion. So breaking down that terminology, why use the term pro-abortion over pro-choice? So being pro-abortion like does not mean we're actively encouraging people to get abortions or trying to convince as many people as possible to get abortions. Pro-abortion basically just means that we support people who get abortions, whatever the reason may be that they're getting one. And pro-choice as a label basically emphasizes that there's an individual choice in deciding to have an abortion, which is true, but so much of abortion care is about access because marginalized communities and those from lower socioeconomic statuses and people who have intersecting identities that come into contact with systems of oppression face so many barriers accessing reproductive health care and especially accessing abortion. 
So when you don't have access, there isn't a choice to be made. If you fundamentally mm -hmm. cannot access the care, the choice that you personally make doesn't matter. And the pro-choice movement has historically been sort of led and centered on the voices of middle-class white women when reproductive justice and pro-abortion as a term really emphasizes the experience of people from all walks of life, from all identities, and really tries to center people who face the most marginalization and face the most barriers when trying to access this care. We just believe also that abortion is a healthcare service. It's just like a lot of other things. And we believe that healthcare is a fundamental right and abortion is a fundamental right. So it's just being in support of a healthcare practice is really as simple as it is. Yeah. And you had mentioned earlier, like how the reproductive justice movement came to be. Could you tell me a little bit more about the history there of how it developed and then when slash how Vox developed? Yeah. So in the 90s, um, basically a group of black women in Chicago who were sort of unhappy with the centering of white voices in the pro-choice movement sort of got together and decided that there needed to be a new movement and a new label and they created reproductive justice, which is sort of based on just a framework of fundamental human rights. And they wanted to encompass the fact, again, that it's not just this personal choice. It has to deal with where you live, who you are, the things you have access to, the things you don't have access to. And Vox previously called itself a pro-choice club, and we sort of shifted away from that as we learned that that term was not encompassing enough. And as the dialogue just became more inclusive of more voices of different backgrounds, we wanted to accommodate that and make sure that everyone feels welcome. We are not just trying to center one narrative. There are so many different narratives that we want to pay attention to. And we also liked moving to the label reproductive justice as opposed to like a pro-choice club because that again allows us to explore so many different avenues that still align with our goals versus if we were not to use the label reproductive justice and center it more pro-choice, that's like one avenue of reproductive justice, which limits us from exploring all the rest. Right. All of this incredible work you do, how can people get involved? So we have weekly meetings on Mondays at 8 p.m. and anyone is welcome to come. They are in Chancellor's 134, although I'm assuming the location will be the same for next year, but I'm not positive. Anyone is welcome to come. We have open executive meetings as well at 5 p.m. on Thursdays and people are welcome to come and like voice their opinions and see if there's anything they want to talk about. We're also on Instagram at WM underscore Vox. And on there, you can find links to our group me and to like our link tree. And you can just find information about events that we're having. We do like a lot of tabling throughout the year. So people are always welcome to come up and chat with us. We get a lot of people like seeing us at tabling and they're like, I didn't know this existed. And then they come and find us later, which is really great. And we also have bigger events in the fall. We do a pro-abortion talk where people just share like why they're pro-abortion and what reproductive justice means. And then in the spring, we always do sex re-education because we find so many students who come to William & Mary were taught like abstinence. And that is not sufficient, especially when you're in college and you're with a lot of people your age for the first time. You can find us all over. Basically, we're very active and we love everyone joining again. If you can just come like once a semester to a meeting, we still love that. You, if you can come every week, we love that too. Like we welcome everyone. And any other resources that people can consult if they're just interested in general women's health or reproductive justice? Yeah, there are so many resources, so it's hard to name a few really good ones. But 
For starters, Planned Parenthood is a great place to start. People also, I think, sort of believe that Planned Parenthood only does abortions. Again, very much not true. PlannedParenthood.org just has a lot of wonderful information, resources on how to get involved as well. Other organizations like Youth ASC or Repro Rising Virginia, which is local, obviously, um, and Sister Song, again, the, the organization that created reproductive justice is a really great place to start. Another really great one is reproductiverights.org, which is led by the Center for Reproductive Rights. And they just have like a really great archive of information about reproductive justice, as well as providing like practical ways to get involved. And there are also so many specific organizations that center on like a specific identity. So there are indigenous organizations, there are organizations for black women specifically, there are organizations for trans people in the reproductive justice community. There are so many of them. And so like just looking them up can be such a great place to start because there are so many avenues for this. Yeah, no, that's great. That's a really awesome list of resources and we'll include them all in the episode notes. So one more question for you is if there's one message you want to be able to spread to the William and Mary community, what would it be? I think just that reproductive justice is like a welcoming intersectional movement and we really prioritize empathy, support, and acceptance of people from all different backgrounds and yeah, it just is a way for everyone to be represented and it's not something scary. It's not something to be wary of. It's really just people who are trying to love and support you for the ways that you choose to live your life and the choices you make for your own life. And also just that Vox also on that note is such a welcoming warm space. We're so happy to have everyone come. Um, so many people have like personally just like shared stuff with me and seek advice. And I know that like other people on the exec board have had similar experiences and like we want to be there as a campus resource. If anyone needs help with reproductive health care or advice on that matter or needs help accessing services or anything like that, we are such a good resource for that. And we are like we will welcome you with open arms. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. Here. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, thank you. All right. And thank you to our sponsor, United Healthcare, for support of this podcast. Ways to Flourish is produced by Lindsay Heck, Calder Sprinkle, and myself, Jenny Helmadollar.